Well, I'm trying to think um, that, I, that I see myself as a succession of selves. I mean, I don't looking back see me, I see somebody else. Yeah, me too. But at the same time, I also, you know, appreciate the continuity of it. I mean, I see it also as a continuity in a strange way. It's ambivalent. I see it in two different ways. So this is the second episode in the personal season and it's another conversation with my dad. So last episode that came out on Wednesday was a conversation that we recorded just before the one you're going to hear now. And again, this episode contains a conversation that I came to not just with questions that I wanted to ask, but also with things to say. And in particular, things to say to my father, really, I guess. So... Some of those things I knew I had to say, some of those things I was intending to say, other, others of those things I didn't know I was going to say, and they just came out. But either way, it turned out to be a conversation where I talk a lot, which makes it appropriate for the personal season, because you get a lot about me and my personality and what I think, I guess. But you also, hopefully, are going to get an idea of my dad's parenting life, his life in parenting and his experience of ageing to the age of 90. So we're talking about mortality and we're talking about being a father. With my dad, I've discussed so many things with him. I've, we've talked through our shared history and his history so many times that fortunately or unfortunately, I don't necessarily have to listen. I can co create co-tell the story with him and notably something I have noticed whilst editing getting better acquainted is if there is an episode where I am talking passionately about the value of listening and about the value of empathy it's probably an episode where I've stopped listening and stopped having empathy as much as I should have because I'm talking over someone or something passion does lead to me talking over people but it's particularly ironic when it's my passion for listening to people that leads to me talking over them. We were drinking alcohol, so that's another reason why I'm more passionate and talk over him. And that's maybe a reason why he gets a little bit more reticent and doesn't speak up as much. Also, we're smoking cigarettes, so you can hear us smoking all the way through. I'm afraid if you don't like that, sorry. And of course, I do not condone smoking. It's bad for you. Don't do it. Hello. I'm Dave. I'm the guy that's putting all this stuff together. I need to get better. Please make me better. I want to get better. Better. Better acquainted with you. Today, we're getting better acquainted again with my dad. Hi, Dad. Hi. Now, for us, listeners, this has been but a moment between this conversation and the, the last episode or one of the other episodes, the one that was about sex, anyway. Um, that was the one that came before this one. So, but we're not going to talk about sex today. The first question I ask everybody is, how do you know me? Which, how do you know me, Dad? You're my son. Yeah, <laughs> as you very well know. Yeah. 
Yeah. I know, it's annoying. Repeat guests are annoying like this because the, <laughs> the listeners still need to know. What What do you do now is the second question. I'm fundamentally retired. I mean, I'm You're basically fu- retired. Basically. Fundamentally I'm retired. retired. That's not fundamentally. No, I'm basically retired. That is to say I'm no longer working. Today we're going to talk about being a father and history, really. Yeah. So you've had four children. Yes. Yeah. And I'm one of them. Yes. I am the fourth one. Yes. I'm yeah. the youngest of yeah, your children. Fourth one. Yeah. I have a little sister, but she is my mum's daughter. Yeah, she's not my own. She's not. So and you feel and you feel that like, you feel I'm very close to I'm her. Very yeah. close to her. Yeah. yeah. I feel very. Close. So I mean, not all children are blood related, but anyway, never mind that part. The because the family is complicated enough, Dad. Let's yes, stick on one side of it. Indeed. <laughs> and you're eighty nine, and you have had. I mean, my oldest sister is. I'm not. I, can't, I shouldn't really say her age because she probably wouldn't appreciate that. But I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is you've had four children, but in four different times. I mean, me and Tony, the closest. There's six years between us. Mm-hmm. Six so we're almost one generation, you could say. Uh, well, like, yes, the yeah. years weren't that different. Like, I was born 81. I guess mid-70s is different from the 80s. But oh, anyway. yes, it is. It is, actually. Yes, because 79, 80. Yeah. But he would... But, I mean, he was three, you know, when... So, wasn't he? 75, 76, 79. Yeah, so it's not... So, so, they're, he, so we're both he, kids the of the 80s. Of the, yeah. the barrier is not clear anymore. Than it would be no, so you. we were both children of the 80s, really. Yeah. And 90s. Um, yeah, that's so, so that's one generation, but but my older two sisters, Rebecca and Joanna, there's ten years between them, isn't there? Um, not quite, I don't know. Yeah, there is pretty well. Yes, because they're Very like near it. yeah, much. Yes, there is ten years. Yeah, I think there years. is. Yeah, yeah you know, they're your kids, mm. but I think that I'm Thank right. Uh, so. You've had children in lots of different decades, in lots of different kinds of moments, and with when there's been different attitudes towards childcare, I guess, um, and when there's been different attitudes towards fathers, particularly, I guess, that's quite significant here. So, your first child was Joe. Was Joe. With your yeah. first wife. Yeah. How old were you when, when Joe was born? Uh, when, when I was 30, yeah. 30, so one year younger than I currently am. Well, I'm nearly 32. But, uh, so, same age as all my friends are, pretty much. Everyone seems to be yeah. having kids around yeah. 30. That still seems to be the, the that seems to be the, what's going on amongst my friends. Which is funny, because I I thought everyone was supposed to be waiting till they were, till later to have children, but maybe things are changing in that respect. Maybe, maybe generations are changing in their attitudes to that so you were 30 mm-hmm. what was that like what being 30 well no but having a child at 30 um well no that was that didn't seem all that unnatural i don't know i thought about it did I you mean, want did she, you plan she was what 26 yeah and did you plan it yes we did actually i mean we decided that we would have children yeah i mean it wasn't 
an unplanned birth. Yeah, I mean, it was. We were going to have a child. Yeah. She wanted to have children. It was in the I, day. Actually, I'd, I'm, I've been like this always. I've just, I mean, if the woman wants to have children, that's fine by me. Yeah. But I've never had a sort of. It's very strange because, I mean, really, my children have been my life. I mean, you know, you lot have been sort of. All of you. I mean, you mean. And I was very close to you when you, once you were born. But I never had this sort of thing. I want to have. I want to be a father. You know, I want to have a child. I, I, I never regretted it too. I mean, I was just, you know, yeah, okay. And of course, the first one, you know, then what, you, you see why, you know, what 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 having children is like. And what was it like? Um. Well, she was born in. Joe was born in. Um, oh, Saint Saint uh, what's the name? Saint the hospital on the corner by her, um, the one your mum was in. As a nurse. Um, oh right. Well, I don't know the answer to this question, so I can't be the. God, it's this memory thing. Of yeah. Names. I'm sorry. It's, it's um, St George's, I think it is. It's on the corner of it's on corner of Hyde Park corner. Okay. So she was born sort of in London Hospital. She yeah. was born in a she London born Hospital. There, and I used to go around the corner. I used to go and visit. I didn't see her born. No. Well, you didn't in those we days. Yeah. To. Um, I saw Rebecca born. The next, that's the next. By then, it had changed. No, I didn't. No, no. no. What am I talking about? I'm sorry. No, I, I didn't. I you didn't only saw me. It was still. It? it was still not done. You know, it wasn't the thing. I mean, I don't you, know whether you could if you insisted. If well, people you, asked. Well, you definitely saw me being born. Did you see Tony mm. being born six years before that? Yeah. No, I didn't. No. Um, because there was a thing with his head and that sort of something. There was. Oh, something so there were complications. But I was, kept, you I would have been. But I saw you born, yeah. Yeah, so you would have been involved with those complications. Been. Oh, yeah, it was accepted by then. Okay. <clears throat> and Rebecca, you didn't see getting born, being born. No, 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 no. And, no, no. and Joe. So you weren't in the hospital. No, I used to, I used to, I used to go, go and visit you know, every night, <clears throat> visit Sheila when she was born. So what was it like the first time you saw her, I guess? Because it was, like, it was quite amazing. I can't remember it. I can't describe it. But I was sort of... I was sort of puzzled, you know. I th it was a strange feeling because, it, you know, it was the first child, and, and I would, didn't know what, you know, having children was like. Really. Then I used to go down and go around the corner. There was a guards pub in the Mews and, and drink there every night. Go home, come back next day. Because she must have been in for a few days. Because I mean, she wasn't in intensive care or anything. But I think anyway, you were kept in longer in those days. That's another thing, you know. I think. I think I could be wrong about this, but I, I think you may have had to sort of stay in a week, you know, autom automatically. I don't know. Yeah, because I used to visit for went for a while because she got to know the pub. Yeah. Anyway, you know, then we, she came home. It was all great. I mean, you know, she was great. Like all kids, I can't remember the details then. I mean, we lived near Crystal Palace Park, so we used to go park a lot with her, you know, she was a kid in the pram and that. Did you find it easy to be a father? Yeah, I didn't. Well, Sheila found it, I think the point is, it depends how easy it is for the mother to, you know, I mean, it didn't affect me. Again, I had that same sort of attitude, you know, it's fine, it's going on, but I didn't sort of, um, and I was terribly interested in the, in the kid, you know, in, in, in Joe, you know, you know, that was, I was sort of, 
you know, hurry home to, you know, see Joe and that. And, um, but she was a good mother, you know, it was, uh, and she was, she was only, she was, had been working and did later again in the chemist, but, you know, she was a mother at home in there. We had this big flat. Um, so it didn't affect me that strongly, you know. She she didn't make great demands on me about looking after them because I was I would you know it was automatic. We both did it anyway. We would go out with her at weekends and that, meet our friends who also had babies and sort of find a nice pub with a garden. <laughs> yeah. And when was it? What this was in there? What decade was this? This was the fifties. So this was the fifties. Yeah. So no, the next no, child, no, so, good. so the next child that you had was, was in the sixties, in the early sixties. Yes, yeah. I mean, she was born what sixty, sixty four, wasn't she? And what was yeah, that? Sixty four. What was that birth like? Well, that's when I just left films when data had sort of collapsed, and I'd I'd got out anyway just before that, and I, I was writing it school's television scripts and I was um I'd become a teacher for two years. Um or I became a teacher for two years. We did that still from the flat and then the flat went. You were a primary school teacher, yeah. Yeah. And and then we moved to a how we bought a house. Um, and what was the birth like? I mean was it a, a, a similar experience of you not being there and you going and visiting? Yeah. Yeah, but she was in a different place. It was the South London Hospital for Women in Clapham Corner, the corner of Clapham Corner. And it was a long stay again. Yeah, next to the Nightingale pub. <laughs> <laughs> so we can chart your children <laughs> by the pubs that you drank in when they when they were being born. Yeah. And what was the second child like? Having a second child, was it easier? Well, again, it was shit. You know, I don't didn't sort of feel that it... it, it I never thought children were difficult anyway. I mean, you know. Um, you enjoy children? Yeah, I enjoy children. I mean, I did, it, and, and, you know, if a mother does too, and the mother is sort of capable and competent about, you know, looking after them, I mean, you don't sort of think about it. You don't think, you know. But you were looking after them too, weren't you? Oh, yeah. I yeah, mean, you yeah. kind of brought me up. Oh, in your, in when this, it got in to your case, by in the end. Also, yeah, in, your, in Tony's in your case. Because then I was freelancing. Yeah. Was, well, mum was, went out to work and you stayed at home. Yeah, she was she was out at work and I was freelancing, you know. So. But it seemed like you had a much more kind of conventional set-up. In, uh, in, with your first two children, it was much more like fathers, you, you get the fun bit. I guess, like you're doing the fun bit and enjoying that, but it's the, the the mother's job to kind of look after the children. Yeah. And then by the... Well, she would look after them in the day, yeah. you know, because she wasn't out at work anyway. So but this is so partly to do with... That was it, you know, so she was a home mother. Yeah. I mean, June, you know, June was actually working. But this is to do, partly to do, I think, with the decades that the children were yeah. born in, though. Surely, yeah. I mean, it's like, by the time you met my mum, and there was some overlap between the two marriages... Yeah. Um, well, by the time you met my mum, uh, the world had changed, and it was, it was the, well, it was the sixties, yeah? yeah. It was the early sixties. It was changing. It was the early sixties. It was only a couple of years yeah, after you'd had your second child, mm. uh, and, and I guess, I mean, that was a new experience 
for you because you with Joe you'd been a father in the house all the time with, with Re- Rebecca it was suddenly that situation of the two houses how do you mean well oh when I moved yeah out, you moved yes. out with mum when Rebecca was little, yeah Rebecca was little mm. you saw her how often did you see her then well at the beginning it was very tricky because Sheila wouldn't let her come over to see us as pet you know she wouldn't let her come in but then I started going I used to meet her and take her out somewhere yeah, to the Natural History Museum and Very, stuff like that. To the Science Museum. Okay. Very often to the Science Museum. She liked the Science Museum. And I, and I did too. And it, was, and it was full of actually... I was always convinced it was full of fathers with their children. And there were a lot of... You know, it was one of the places that weekend father... Free. ...takes the kid. Yeah, it's free to go to. Yeah, I don't think I was alone in that. Was it free then, actually? Maybe it wasn't. Yeah, um, when did... I think it was either free or very cheap. Because, I mean, yeah. Because museums becoming free is relatively recent. Relatively recent. It's within my lifetime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of the few... It's like... You did have to pay, but it wasn't... It it, it wasn't worth the war in Iraq, but it was one of the few things that... What? The the Blair did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, One of the... Like, one... The one thing that Blair did. I mean, there was a few things. There must have been a few. There were a few, but there was... They were far between. Yeah. But anyway... Let's not alienate our audience by having a (laughs) conversation (laughs) about Tony Blair. Everyone knows what they think about that man already. Yes. And some of them will agree on... Hopefully all of them will agree, but some of them won't. You mean Tony Thatcher, by the way, don't you? It's gone. Yeah, Tony Thatcher, yeah. But suddenly you were not at home with your child, and you, you had that... So initially it was hard, then after a while it became better, yeah? And you saw her more. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we, you yeah. were living well, in... Well, when we moved up to Kings Lynn, when I started freelancing, <clears throat> yeah. and she was getting a bit older by then, I think, yeah, because I, one, one early year when we were up there, I came down to see her secondary school teachers, because she was, yeah, she was moving into a secondary school. Yeah. So she used to come up to Kings Lynn, you know, for the holidays. Come and stay with June and with us. And by that and Tony, time... And Tony was born. Yeah, well, by that time she was a teenager and there were babies. She was a, she, she, by the time Tony yeah. was born, she was a young teenager, yeah. yeah. And, oh, yeah, because when he fractured his skull, um, she, she was up there or came up. I think she was She was, there. well, Rebecca was behind Tony on the... Uh, this is how I've had it reported to me. I, I wasn't no, there she at the wasn't time. Behind him, honestly. I mean, I've heard it so many times that I feel like I was there. Yeah, yeah. But what I've heard, the collective thing, yeah. is that she was behind him on the. There was a guy behind. Actually, I'm always corrected, yeah, and people always say guy. there was the boy in Don't between, it. of course. Yeah. Let's not mention the boy's name. Yeah. But there was Tony, there was a boy. And there was Rebecca coming up behind to stop yeah. them from falling off the slide to look after them. And Tony was pushed by the boy off the slide. The boy was too young to know the ramifications of the boy's actions, so no no judgment should be made of the boy. But he was pushed off the slide and he landed on his head and he fractured his skull when he was two. Yeah. That's right. And Rebecca was, was there. And you were there. Mum was there. Yeah. Mum says she shut her eyes. Because what else you going to do? We put him in the back of the... um, I mean, we didn't know he fractured his skull then. I mean, it was it didn't. But we put him in the back of the Volkswagen and drove to the local hospital. That's right. You drove across. You said, "What did you?" you were I was using the horn. As horn. Well as the police. The horn. Yeah. Police. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, and so that's the kind of crossover period of like you going. Uh, 
I mean, at that point, you're being a father of a teenager, an adult, and... Well, uh, I was a and, father, and a know, toddler. I, the, I wasn't yeah, but, living with, with Rebecca. Yeah, but you were a father of all oh, yeah, those yeah. three different age oh, yeah, groups yeah. at the well, same Joe, time. Of course, who I think by then was no. You still were a father, Dad. Yeah, she no, was I just mean, an I'm adult. Just thinking what happened to Joe when Joe? She was an adult. That, yeah, no, she was down in. Like Cornwall. you're my father now, but yeah. I'm an adult. Yeah, but you she know. was down in Cornwall with staying, living with a boyfriend, and they were doing their A levels or something. I, yeah, cool. And they weren't A levels. They they were doing college entrance exams or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, sure. And uh, so, but you were like a, a father of those three different age groups at the same time. I mean, it's quite complicated. Your father, your your oh, fathering, yeah. your father experience, your yeah. parental experience. I never, I never sort of, I never found it problematic or worrying. No, no, you seem to have like had a, like been I mean, pretty no, chill no, about. Just thought, yeah. You're I not mean, very maybe, chill. You know, there were practical problems, but you know what. what when do they come, like in Rebecca's case, you know, getting her up there and all that yeah. sort of thing. But, I mean, they were minor, well, you know, they were just organisational. Well, in some ways you're not very chilled, but in other ways you're really chilled, I think, that's how it's been. Yeah, so Tony was the third birth, and that was with Mum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was complications. Was, so, yes, yeah. I mean, that I was... didn't was, actually see him born, I remember that. that was, was, and that, was that the first of the births that was... The, where there were complications out of all of your the births. No, I think there was a slight complication. But you weren't say. there, no. you know, so you can um, be involved. And you maybe you weren't even told about it as much in those days, possibly, were you? Possibly, But Sheena would have told me. Yeah. No, I don't think there was. No, no, no I'm pretty sure. No, they were all, you know, none of them were traumatic. Not for me, of course, but for all the woman. What birth isn't... Third anyway, one was Tony. Anyway, yeah. And you were... What, you moved to King's Lynn by then, or are you... Yeah, no, yeah, we, we moved to King's Lynn the, uh, the year Tony was born. Tony, we moved in the March to King's Lynn, and that's when I started... Uh, yeah, that's when I... Yeah, because I had left the Coldboard film in it for two years. I yeah. left because I said I wanted to write this book, which I never actually wrote. And also, we got the money from my mother's house, that's right. So, you know, we got, a, we got enough money to live for a year or so without... Left the coal board to write this book, and in fact, I bought an eight millimeter camera and started making it. And, and your mum became ran this, you know, this, this play, venture playground. That's when we she ran the adventure playground. Right. And I t- took a year or so off that year off, and was filming it in uh, Super Eight. But then, through Betty Pitt, we decided to move up to East Anglia, where they were living. And she was looking for, she was a great house hunter, and she was looking for houses for us. And she got us this house in King's Lynn. And I went back to the coal board as a freelance. And from then on, really, right until the end, I was freelancing. But it was a usual, it was a very common freelance situation. You're freelancing, but you have one major client, or one. Yeah. Actually, I was also writing television script for schools on, on and off yeah but basically um you you know you have what you, you're a freelance but you are working continually for one one employer no and so the coal board really they went on employing me but on in a different slightly different way yeah so when you had tony you were how old were you then 
She will have been so 40 when you had I Rebecca. 50, I was 50. So you were 50? Yeah. So you were already on the kind of older end then of yes, your parents? Yes, yeah. And your mum was, what would she have been then? Well, you would have been 52, actually, because I, you, when, when, I was, when you were 58, you had me. Did I? Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, we could work it. I can never, well, no, yeah, I know, but I'm pretty sure, because that's what I've been saying in stories. I'm I'm pretty sure I've worked it out at some point. Yeah. So, yeah, you you were 58 when you had me, so Tony's six years younger. You would have been 52 when you had him. Yeah. I mean, did you feel like when you were our parent... I don't remember thinking of it. You know, it's very strange. I must have thought about this one. I must have thought about an older parent. But I don't remember thinking about it. Well, I don't think people ever realised how old you were often. People always think you're younger than you are. Like, I think yeah, that you came I across... I think, yeah, you that. came across yeah. quite young. Yeah. Because, you you know, and you didn't look that old. I mean, now you look old, yeah, but you still don't actually look the age that you are. Well, that's arguable. Well, still, yeah, sure there's a... your yeah. physical appearance. Just but people don't go on the physical appearance. Part, part of it's the body, you know, the behaviour. Yeah, you I know, know, part of yeah, that but is. I mean, we're talking just about the appearance. Uh, yeah, but nobody looks at you in a in a yeah. photograph. It's they they talk to you in person. Yeah, they, and the yeah, impression of you will not be that you're as old as you are. No. I don't think, but that's no, a that's true. No, subjective I, I don't opinion. think I ever felt <laughs> like everything is. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, in a, in a way, it becomes disastrous as you get to the age where you realise that you are old, and there's, it's inescapably, you know. That you're old, but you still re- insist on going on, on be- you know, behaving like the adolescent you have always throughout your whole life. Yeah, but that's kind of like what you always used to say about Sam when Sam got old. Like he know he thinks he's a puppy. <laughs> you know, like you can't change the way you feel inside. You can, no, you, no, you know, the rest no. of it happens. Whatever. Mm. I mean, it's strange. Well, yeah, because I mean, you were an older parent. Yeah, and you didn't really think about it. No, I didn't. I mean, I thought about it because I was a child. I mean, I, I, so I was had there were lots of anxieties around, you know, around childhood and all that sort of thing, but that wasn't one of them. I never, never thought of that. Well, I thought about it because I was a child. No, I. You I, did. Yeah. Yeah, of course you did. Of course you did. I, yeah, I thought, oh God, yeah. my dad's old and he's going to die. <laughs> and you had a heart attack. Yeah. Then you had a quadruple heart bypass. I mean, all of that stuff made me feel that you were going to die any time. Like, I thought yeah, you were going to die any day from yeah, May. And it's amazing to me that I'm 31 and you're still alive. Because well, it's amazing I thought to it was, me. I thought it was going to happen. For God's sake, I mean, when you... When you <laughs> yeah. I'm even more amazed. Yeah, I mean, I mean did, I, you, did you my, think you'd live to see me 30? That's true. You know, my grandparents' generation, as I remember them, I mean, all the old people I've known that had died, they'd all been in their 70s. But, one of... One of I think one was in her 80s, one of the women, but my 90, you know, they were nearly all in their 70s. So when I was my born... My mother died, was 73, and she died. So when I was born, so did you think... So when I was 70, I thought, well, you know, this is more or less it. Well, yeah. So when I was born, <laughs> did you think you'd see me? You didn't think you'd live to, to see me be 30, did you, I guess? Oh, no, no. Well, uh, no, I didn't actually sort of do calculations or think, but no, I wouldn't have expected to. No, no. No, that's very, I mean... But on the other hand, I wasn't sort of constantly thinking, oh, I won't be here, so I wonder, you know, I, I somehow just... Didn't think about it. Didn't think about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, that's a good move. If you're going to make that decision, you've got to... <laughs> I think that's part of what parenting is, is to, to stop thinking about 
to things that would like disturb like if you did think about it you wouldn't do it like you have mm. to like kind of switch off a thing yeah uh to do it to make that decision i think probably i think there is some truth in that yeah i mean you you know like for me i mean obviously i don't want to have children no uh, I'm totally understand. And I enjoy that. having ch- like yeah, I enjoy, yeah. I enjoy yeah. children. Well, I, 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 I work I, with kids under five. Ways, I, really say, I never wanted to have children. In that set, you know, it's very strange you say that. I yeah, mean, but you never actively if, didn't if want I'd to have children. If I'd married to a woman who didn't want children, for instance, yeah, I wouldn't have objected. That's what I used to say. I wouldn't have, you know, that mm. wouldn't have. I mean, so really, I was totally. It was totally. Up to whether the woman wanted a child. Well, that's so. what I used to say about myself. I used to say that exact thing, that I don't particularly care if I have children or not, but if a woman wants to have the child, then I'll say yeah. yes, yeah. because that'll be that's the way that you are an adult, and that's the way that life exists, and I like children, yeah, so I'm, exactly. I'll, I'll be well, fine. That's more or less what happened. And then, yeah. like, over time, I realised that I thought I would be a bad father, potentially, and that there were things I didn't want to do to a child, that I, like, from my own childhood, I didn't want to repeat that circle. And then there's the fact that I don't know if there's any future for the world. I don't well, know exactly. if there's a society exactly. I want to bring exactly. children into. Exactly. I wouldn't and have I, a positive. I don't know how I could decide what to no. do, like how I could decide how to school that child, because there's things I hate about schools, but there's things I think don't work about homeschooling. Well, yeah, there's so many things. Yeah. Um, so what kind of a world? Like it's is bad it enough. It's hard enough to live is, in it without yeah. having to make sure that somebody that you absolutely love lives in it well and mm. and and, and ch- make the right choices for that child yeah. but i mean there are so many like uh, you know and, and also i'm selfish and i want to do my projects and yeah, stuff I and i don't want jen to have to do have I to make those kind of compromises no i don't i, I no, don't I mean, I know you're you do have yeah. to justify well, it a little bit people really don't to. understand it they they, no but they don't understand it and they think that you're going to change your mind and the fact that i've had a vasectomy makes people they can't say that anymore <laughs> so now they're like oh well you have done it, so they, it they, they, well no but they but they feel sorry for me i guess but i i'm really pleased yeah, uh that i've had that operation anybody, i mean it's not enough to say it's not anybody else's business i think the worst thing in that is that it should so how why don't people stop yeah, I know. It's These hard to say. Strange kind of division. Well, but it's like we said in the. I said in the other conversation. I think that the way that you stop people from having these divisions is to talk about it. Is yes. to be out oh, yes. about it and oh, open no, about it and have people totally understand yeah. why. Because yeah. yeah. there's loads of reasons. I don't judge people who are parents, and I can understand their choices, and I can respect yeah. them, and I can see the appeal of being a parent. Yeah. I, 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 it's not that I don't no, wish I, that I, I was a that. different person, maybe that. that would 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 work with that. Uh, set up but I'm not you know and, and and there comes to there comes a point that you have to decide what you want in your life and yes, I of course I mean, I mean it's so it, simple you know and that's, the idea that you would make such an, a choice lightly as well is funny mm. I mean yeah. it was it's not lightly I mean it, it, it was the yeah. the result of 10 years of serious consideration about yeah. my mm. uh self and and knowing in fact getting better acquainted was a big part of it like I have mm-hmm. got better acquainted with myself. Yeah, I do know. I do know have. myself I better. That. that must be a very major part. Of yeah, that. I, well, I know my childhood better. Mm-hmm. I know how it affected me. I've I've kind of taken ownership for it, and I've listened to other people's takes on that childhood and and, and experience. I mean, that's where you we. 
Yeah. I mean, that's the next part of this yeah, of this timeline is, is my birth. Had examined by yeah, and, look, and looked at from thousands of different points. Of well, I've talked to mum, and I, I've talked yeah, to you, and I've had these conversations. Yeah, and then, uh, as you've gone on, as you've sort of gone out in the world, all the all these university friends are there, all there. Yeah. Well, this is about what's it's made incredible. me me. It's exactly. accidental to a certain extent. I didn't entirely it's, it's, intend it at the beginning. It's like sort of it's strangely like a nineteenth-century novel. Mm. All these sort of great characters in. Yeah. Well, I hope so, and I hope that I hope there are some people who are getting that experience. Yeah, right. They could always email me yeah. at gba podcast <laughs> yes, at gmail dot com yeah. because that would be really nice to hear some feedback from listeners because I I actually I've had when the, yeah, I have had nice. I have had it's feedback from listeners. I have had it, and it's great, and it's mm. a wonderful experience. And if you've mm. got something that you'd like to say to me about the show. A criticism it can be, but if it's a uh, a compliment, that's even greater. Everyone likes to receive, receive a compliment. I mean, uh, it would Just, be nice to hear what yeah. you think, or what you think about the guests, or the, or the thoughts that have yeah. been come up yeah. in conversations, what you yeah. think about ageing, and, and the topics that we're talking about. You know, I'll happily yeah. read them out as well. I mean, or you, but you don't have to have them read out. You can tell me not no, to. No, but the, the interesting thing is, because of the very nature of the show it is, you've got, what you would do with this on a mainstream show, you would announce this. You would announce that, you know. But it only but comes up sometimes, yeah. Hmm? Well, it's like I always say about the plug-in. I can't exactly. plug my own no, well, stuff because you don't. It just comes up. It's a conversation. A yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a conversation. That's what you would. Because, but, because, because, yeah, going back to the conversation though, is I'm sure you will, you do get some feedback. Oh, I do. You? I've got one of the people who's. I've 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 had. I've. It's, they're going to come out ages before this episode, but the people who have contacted me, I've had on the show. I've mm. had listeners on the show. Because I've got quite better acquainted with them. And I want to do that again, actually. There's a couple of listeners I intend to reach out towards. My birth. Yeah, that's where we're at, I guess. Like, you brought me up. Did you bring Tony up? Not to quite the extent. Because I'm trying to think now. Your mum was working part of the time part of the time she had I think she had longer off but basically yes I mean basically I would look after him she must have been working some of the time and I would be looking after him in a day yeah <coughs> but you sort of started with Tony <coughs> by the time I came along you were pretty much at home all the time like you brought me up like as a toddler and you definitely carried that on in North Wales. You were doing that with both me and Tony. You were looking after both of us. Well, in, by children. North Wales, I was retired too. I yeah. Mean, when in Kingsden with you, I was still working. So, so for so my I point, go away because yeah. I remember we left you with that, the young woman who was, you know, there was this terrible incident, I forget what it was, when she complained or bitterly and we felt she would behave badly to you or something. Do you remember that? It sounds like it was a bit young for, to remember yeah, it. Yeah, you wouldn't maybe. Anyway, but as a result of that, it, it was transferred to her aunt, who was an older woman who used to. So when I went on location, someone else looked after yeah. me. But by North Wales, you'd retired, so you were basically bringing us up, and Mum was going out to work. Yeah. Uh, my stepdad was on the scene as well. So well, not, was, not at the beginning, of course. He was. But they met in Kings, Kings Lynn. Lynn. Yeah, but yeah, they met. But he remained so there. Yeah, but after we moved sure, to Wales, sure. didn't he? Until Initially, he came up, then yeah, but he came walk. to visit, and then he yeah. came to, to and live, then and then he got married to Mum. Yeah, um, and you were in the next room across. Yeah, we split the house. 
and we 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 planned it that way, you know, that we would make division in the house, and I'd have this bit. She, yeah, she would have the other bit, and Mervyn would come up, you know, and uh, a bit winning. So it was meant like yeah, it's quite a because poly, the original intention. It's quite a poly the original setup. Intention was to try to find two houses. Yeah, like with the money we got from from Kings Lynn, we would find two small houses. Yeah, in um, yeah, in Kerwis. Well, we we've covered, one, and we were going to get those, but then George, this, you know, building a house behind. So I said to George, "Could we buy this?" So we bought that, and then that's when we decided to actually make this strange division, the partition, which yeah. is a whole actual sort of mini get better equated extra that's devoted to that, called the partition. <laughs> that people can listen to to get an idea of that. But then basically it was that Dad was in one half of the house and Mum and Mervyn, my stepdad, were in the other half of the house. We went to Dad's half of the house for weekends. And that uh, carried on. And you were basically in my life, apart from the Coventry years, which is also covered in another conversation, (laughs) called the Coventry years. But apart from that, from 8 to 12, you were in my life... Like apart from the most traumatic moments in yeah, my in my I, early I was life, retired, so yeah, I was there. Yeah. So, but all of the, the good, was... like all of the good parts, all of the bits that weren't traumatic in my childhood, you were there in, and the bit that was traumatic in <laughs> yeah, my childhood. Well, you were there though. I did but go I did, to your house you at weekends, and I went on holidays, and I didn't tell you about it, and I'm sorry about that. But well, it was um, the only way to get by at the time. Yeah, that's what you. No, it wasn't that. I mean, I'm not. Don't feel. I'm not blaming well, you. For it's it. simple. I didn't want. I didn't want you to hear about... In a, in a way, I don't know. It wouldn't necessarily I didn't be want, a good thing. You couldn't I mean, do anything. What could you have done? You'd have just been worried. And, and, and th- I mean, yeah, maybe you could have taken me out of that I'd situation, but I don't... talk to Mervyn. Yeah, yeah. You probably would... Um, well, Mum is who you should have talked to if you were going to talk to anybody. And you may have been able to have a, an effect by talking to them. So, I, in a way, maybe I was being... Sh- being being stupid but the thing is yeah. i didn't want to tell you because i wanted to maintain the brilliant element of coming to your house so when i went to your house it was like going to fucking heaven it was like perfect it was like i was going from the fr- frying pan into the like lagoon or whatever like rather than the fire i mean it was like well, it was cool to, yeah. it was yeah well it was great it was times it was completely child focused as they'd say like it wasn't because you were having a bad time with it you were well, enjoying was helping yourself. in your school too on that yeah you were helping in the school you were enjoying my my company and i was enjoying yeah. your company we were being like you made me breakfast in bed you re- read me the lord of the rings not just yeah, the lord that. of the rings you read me the iliad the odyssey you read me a number of other books as well the narnia books probably at some point and like uh, yeah. Maybe, that, yeah the i mean the moomins and the narnia books were from when i was little but yeah you you read to me those weekends and you were like made the best food ever like we've already talked on the previous podcast about the macaroni cheese but it was like macaroni cheese toad in the hole like bangers and mash like fried breakfasts like it wasn't necessarily a fried breakfast it was a surprise i never knew what it was going to be it could be anything it would be great like it would be like poached eggs and tomatoes <laughs> on toast or scrambled eggs or full fry up or like i never knew what it was going to be it was great i mean there was a little room yeah it was an incredibly privileged element to my childhood it was incredibly privileged but it was great well, it was yeah, lucky. No, I wasn't far away. I used to come up. Yeah, well, you was in a terrible tower block. Well, I always call it a tower block, and, and Steve Weir says I nice shouldn't call it a flat. Anyway. I always thought that well, it was, like, was well designed. Yeah, if it was a nice flat. Know, if it had been in a smart block, it would have been, you know, the, the actual physical yeah. 
the design. Of I agree. It was quite good. It, I agree. And the and the the neighbourhood around it didn't really affect me. It affected you much more. More in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Towards, yeah. yeah, but it didn't affect me at the time. I mean, you had the scuffles with the local kids, and you had the had to deal with your corner shop being burnt down like four times or whatever, and the Asian shopkeeper being chased out of the town, and the pub next door with the Rottweilers barking all day and all night and then smashing your windows with golf balls and like the other old people on the estate being vulnerable and you being worried about that but you knowing that you were not necessarily of an age you could deal with those kids anymore you had to deal with all of that side of stuff I just came to this bloody brilliant paradise where you like like and there was like playing like there was logo and basic on the computer because you had this computer because you just got into that and you had your art thing you were doing paintings like you were doing drawings with crayons and inks it was like a wild time for you I reckon you were having pretty good times you were retired but you were really kind of healthy and you were getting to do whatever you liked you didn't have much spending only on breakfast for me you know we used to he used to go and watch him play rugby and what. And yeah, you and Tony had a great time, yeah. I'm sure. Say it was a different, like, but it was, yeah. At the beginning, it was, was every other weekend. Tony went, no, was, initially me and him went together, yeah. then you decided every other weekend, right. which was a canny move because there's six years between us, so you yeah. got to have. No, it worked. It was well. great, it worked really well. And then when Tony left for university, it went, which was a good thing because I needed it every week by that stage because I had this privileged stuff but at the, in the other house it was not like that at all that's what I didn't know then. no but that was good because of the fact that it went down to once a week at least so it was very good and you took a, took us away to Cornwall and stuff like I know why I didn't tell you and it's not your fault that you didn't notice because you didn't see because they didn't show people because that's what happens in these kind of environments people get locked into this kind of sort of scene and they don't show it to anybody because they're ashamed. I can't of it. remember how it switched to when your mother left and went down to Cardiff. Well, it, when it, they were going to when they broke up. Dad, I can tell you how it switched because that. Is what, that yeah. <laughs> Look, it all happened next door in my room. It to my room. It happened all, all next door to my room, and I could hear all the arguments. So how it happened was, there was a year when Mum tried to change for mm. Mervyn and be a perfect wife. This was disastrous because mum couldn't do that. It's a misogynistic, patriarchal thing to happen. And it's not something that Mervyn even agrees with, I don't think. You know, it just is what happened. That didn't work, of course, because mum can't change. And even if she could change, she shouldn't have been doing that change. It's not a reasonable thing. She was going to, she was commuting to Birmingham, doing a really stressful job. She was doing management in a, in a charity for deaf blind people. She was like meeting, like, she was meeting, like, members of the royal family uh, to try and get them to... Yeah, because Support I was the charity. on with her during that time, and they didn't. Well, I we didn't went away us. on her Usher Syndrome weekend. Yeah, we we went thing. camping. Yeah, a sponsored, yeah, I mean, we were quite friendly, and she, you know, sponsored sports the, day with yeah. the deaf blind uh, yeah. community. So, the Usher so, Syndrome. So kid. that's interesting. I never thought of this because not only did you not tell me, she they, didn't. Tell they me. gave no, and I think even when I saw Mervyn, they gave me no impression of. Of course, it. They so they were it. obviously because it was me. No, it was worse than that. They they isolated themselves. They they needed help. If they'd have told you, they'd have got help. But when you get locked into those scenes, it's kind of masochistic. You can't. You don't. You want out, but you can't get out. And you make it happen. You keep yourself isolated. And finally, luckily, 
mum got pushed beyond like yeah. uh, well, her limits. So 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 she couldn't be the perfect wife, and mm. so she of course and, exploded. Of yeah, course she did. That's I mean, what, she you know it, she, you know mum. She was yeah. physically violent with him, and yeah, she was all yeah, of these yeah. things. Mm. Uh, it doesn't make anything right about the way he treated her necessarily, mm. but but you know so like mum uh, was pushed beyond her her limits, and then she had to get out and she yeah. went out and yeah, yeah, thank god she yeah. did and she went to cardiff and yeah. life but got better what, well, it yeah, took a long time cardiff, and school was hard that's for when me. i moved into your place yeah when mervyn mervyn was still there with you and, and tony no not yeah you and um you and rosie and i moved in and i was sort of yeah in cardiff where yeah. things things were getting You're better in some ways but every night the problem is that... The no, that's before we got went to Cardiff. Things got you know, better. In Coventry for those few months, and I was taking Rosie to school. And yeah. After your mum had gone to Cardiff... You moved in with Mervyn and us yeah, in our right. house. Right. So it was, two, I, it's like, it was like two dads in a house. It was strange, wasn't it? Yeah. And like, you were, you were being his wife. <laughs> like in a in a terrible and PC way in the in the worst sense of the well, word wife in the patriarchal wife well, you're doing all of the domestic yeah, work he is still kids. sitting at the yeah. table reading the newspaper well, yeah. drinking Guinness provided by you through the hatch you providing the food <laughs> you'd, like what what was going on like what the hell it's true like it's true. I remember our it family strange, it's, it's yeah. a peculiar decisions that have been strange. made you know but then when we finally moved down to Cardiff. Your mum must have got the hair, must have had... She was down there a bit before. I think, yeah, she was living, lodging with somebody before the house became... But when the, when she moved into the house... Yeah. We were to move down. You became our lodger. We all went down. You became we our lodger. In the van. No, I remember the van. You became our lodger and you were much less mum's yeah. wife than you had been... Uh, than you had been Mervyn's but but you did do all of the washing up there was lots of arguments about washing up people were always you you and mum were always both saying to me separately oh god the washing up like (laughs) she didn't want you to do the washing up but you insisted on doing the washing up and she didn't think you did the washing up very well and you thought you did too much of the washing up and it was ridiculous but it was all right and in that house like people we tried to kind of heal it took a long time and a lot longer than like for some of us than others and actually the damage done in Coventry was wide ranging and it has lived on in everybody's life I think like everybody's life the adults as well it's not like anybody wasn't damaged by that house anyway I'm not getting well I'm not getting into Rosie but but, um, she did notice it of course because she heard it well she was on the other fucking side of that wall yeah so she if I heard it she heard it she heard it yeah no no well she did she did come into me well no I went into her I went into her um, because yeah. I knew that, yeah. so she was affected. I knew that too. she would be so, yeah, sad, and I, I wanted to go and. So she was affected too. Wanted to go and hold her and make her make her safe. Yeah, but I couldn't make her safe, and it was sad. That that all happened. That all happened. So it goes, as Kurt Vonnegut says in in Slaughterhouse Five. So it goes. But you, so I'm you, to you yeah, you were again a father, again at a different age. Yeah. 
Uh, because this time, well, I sort of look. I mean, you you had the rest of the house, and you this time you've got a teenager. Like yeah, but that. you've got a teenager that you're kind of responsible for often. And how old are you by that stage? You're in your sixties, seventies, seventies. You have a seventy-five. We moved to during that time. Seventy-one. Yeah, during that time was when you had the quadruple heart bypass. No, that was a bit later. In yeah. no, in Cardiff. Oh yeah, but but a bit, you know. So Rosie was a teenager. Into, into yeah, so so she was a teenager. When? Well, when you had your quadruple heart bypass, I was 15. So Rosie was I think, or 17, I can't remember. So anyway, never mind. Rosie born? Oh, of, of course, course she was Rosie born. Was, she was born, yeah, of course. <laughs> so, so how old was Rosie then? When I had the heart bypass. She's six years younger than me, so she would have been like 11 or 12. That's right, so she had just started... Maybe at, like younger, maybe 10. Started, yeah, yeah, because she'd just started at ten, uh, secondary school, that's right. Because all the earlier years, I used to take her to primary school right? yeah. and pick her up and make tea for her and her three friends. Yeah, well, you used to, before yeah. that, you used to walk me home from school in Carous. You used to take walk, walk oh, down a bloody hill, yeah. yeah. Past yeah, the snowdrops. Uh, you and, what's his name? Uh, Alistair. Alistair. Past yeah. the snowdrops. That's right, mm. yeah. That was good times. Yeah. I liked living in the countryside. So oh, you... Yeah, and those hills opposite used to... Oh, yeah. Walk, oh man, up the up the uh, up to the telegraph yeah. Yeah. pole and uh, the heather. I remember like rolling in the heather, and I remember walking up the pathway to that hill, and uh, there being wild raspberries, wild strawberries, blackberries, yeah. white strawberries, all the way up, yeah. and like we were eating fruit all the yes, way up. Yeah, I remember that. Up walking yeah. up this hill, eating fruit. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was amazing. Beautiful place, beautiful times. Like North Wales was amazing. Then we went to Coventry and it was hard. Then we went to Cardiff and we were trying to get ourselves back to to life. And Cardiff's a lovely city to to be in. Yeah, I I had a hard time in school. Uh, The family that was a bad part. The wars in the family weren't over. They just like they they were different, but they were not over, and. I was all right. It's all right for me, Jack. I was okay. By the time I got to be in the late teenager, I had kind of control yeah, over my life. Yeah, yeah. Sarah moved in with us, my ex-girlfriend. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. You and mum having, <laughs> having, letting me have uh, <laughs> my... Uh, she was a year older than me. She was a year older than condition. me. Sure. But you got very annoyed with me about because I was somewhat yeah. dismissive of them. Well, we're not going to get. first moved in. We're though. not going to get into her, pers- her personal business. But, I mean, it was interesting that I was allowed to have my. She was actually very beautiful. She, she uh, was actually very beautiful, yeah. I actually can say, I, I can actually agree with that. But. Yes. I was. 17 or something and she get moved in for a year I think yeah so she I, I, I broke up with her the day after my 18th birthday yeah. then I had to get her to move out I think yeah. we might have even touched on that in the episode that's coming up soon that's going to have been ages in the past on this episode yeah that was an interesting setup having that I mean it's been unconventional really the parenting decisions in the family some of them have been really good <laughs> uh, some of them have not been so good um, but they've 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 been unconventional. Nobody's, everybody's been thinking outside the box. I guess you could say in this family. They're born outside the box. Yeah, born outside the box might <laughs> unfortunately the be is. our family. That's our family's 
autobiography and not in a good way necessarily like you know thinking people no, think no. thinking outside the box is a good idea it's not Boxes. always a good idea no. that's the point scrolling to now you're still a father to all of these people they're all adults now they've all grown up they've all found themselves or are finding themselves or have found and lost and found themselves again and all of the things that people do who are adults and that was not directed at anyone specifically. That was just the general examples. Yeah. I mean, God knows how many times I've found myself. I mean, how many times? Like, everyone, what, uh, and I, I, I think everybody know. finds themselves once a week. <laughs> yeah. You yes. know, that, that, all those moments <laughs> yeah. when you think, yeah, I get it now. It's all, all right. Everything's okay. And then that doesn't yeah. last that long. Now we're in a situation where, like, the role of the children, I guess, Mm-hmm. is more mutually supportive than it is when you're a child. So, like, you do stuff for us and we get to do stuff for you. Oh, it's, and it's it, reverse. And increasingly and there are more things that you... It actually reverses. Yeah. In the end, you lot are looking after me. Yeah, that, is, that is, I guess, what's well, happening now, yeah. In effect, I mean, yeah. you, OK, I look after myself to some extent, but that's all the agency for all that. You know, Joe got Joe got the flat, for, you know, puts him in the flat, and you were living nearby, and Joe, you know, yeah. all of you. Well, I come in, like, well, there's a lot of so things... I'm, well, I do a lot around here, and I, yeah. and when you've and been, Jen, you know when you've not been very well, yeah. you know we've been taking quite well, a lot. Yeah. Of but you're all you, you're all shoulder, conscious. On of, shoulders. I mean, I don't realise this, but you, I'm sure you're all you are all conscious of that reversal now. Yeah, that you're you're you all think of me in that from that point of view, we will, which I find strange well, because I still tend to think of you well, I don't, in the other way. I know? don't so much as some, and, and, and there are different no. opinions within the different children, but definitely we see you uh, as some in a different way. Dependent. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, but not as somebody without autonomy. None of us believe in that. No. Like, no, no. Oh, in different ways, There's di- people have different attitudes towards the idea of autonomy, and people define autonomy differently. But we all think that you should have the best life that you want while you're in a situation where you can have that yeah Yeah. and that's I guess the other sort of thing I wanted to touch on in this conversation is now you're an old man absolutely very difficult to believe you know no one can not say that about you you now you look in the mirror you think that's very old like I didn't even think of you as an old man when you were an old man but now you're definitely an old man oh no no yeah well I think I mean you can't avoid it, it's it's the actual physical changes in your skin and that sort of thing. You can't, you know, that, that, that's um, the ultimate signature of age, I suppose. Well, yeah. Until that happens, you know, until that happens, you you don't look all that old. Well, you've had. And it a, depends how you behave. Yeah. Much, you know. Well, you've had a, a. I mean, when I was growing up, you had a heart attack and then a heart, heart bypass. But since then, you've kind in of between. lost most of well, your hearing. Big gap in between. Yeah. Yeah. But most, since then, you've lost most of your hearing. Well, recently, yeah. I mean, but those two things didn't affect. You, st- you have to take quite a lot of pills every day. Oh no, yeah. Good God, yes. Oh no, I've got sort of various conditions, you know. And various I guess arthritis and like carpal tunnel syndrome and the. And you hand. and I guess things have become harder to do, and so you've had oh, to come yeah, up with strategies. You know that. You know yeah, that. I mean, you have to get, yeah, that's what I mean about a dependency thing, you know, shifting. Well, yeah, like, like you, how you, you, you have come a, down every day, or you, you or have Jim to, comes yeah. down every day to see if there are jars that need opening. That's right, because you can't open doing. jars. And no, no, it's natural. It is the ultimate, in the end, there must there is a kind of descent, you know, which is in fact sort of back in, back 
backwards. Sure, yeah, no. Yeah. The, the, the problem is like your body becoming less mobile yeah but yeah, as far as your mind is going it's not it's not like generally your mind is very active and, and the, definitely losing certain yeah, qualities but, but the mean, problem memory yeah but those kind of things but the problem is the age thing and that can be dealt with collectively we, me and you and joe and different people have to sit together and work out strategies for how to deal with this fucking annoying thing that's going on yeah. but i mean it's kind of like well what's the problem how do we work out a solution and you have to do that all the time in your day stay live yeah I should imagine I like you've yeah. got strategies for how you remember your pills oh yeah yeah. Okay. yeah you have to think about everything a lot more yeah you do uh, yeah which is annoying I guess yeah well I mean it depends what, what you, you know at the moment uh, things are a bit better now yeah no yeah. that's great I mean, if, if I uh, no, it's it's true. I mean, you've had not some. Physically I've still got this sort of knee problem, but that you know. And your hands aren't the hands and that, but completely great. Yeah, basically. Yeah. No, th- things have got much better. Um, like <laughs> you, you've got healthier in the last couple of months, and like your living setup has also got better. Like you've oh, got yeah. someone coming and in to help you and stuff. In, yeah. 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 Um, and like you're getting a, a little bit more, thankfully, a little bit more benefits, yeah. and you're someone's coming in to to help around the house yeah, yeah. who's a per, like it's, not it's, someone who's a servant or anything just a yeah, friend, friend. Yeah. and her and her and her daughter which is a <laughs> yes. nice thing yeah. and you're seeing your family quite a lot yeah yeah no so it's it's, it's a good setup Fabulous. really i mean it's, no i can't I, it's very honestly, lucky I really think, no i'm totally aware of that yeah no it's I'm, true i mean I'm it's really lucky really, isn't it know, it's good it's really great honestly yeah quite unbelievable yeah I mean yeah I mean like well yeah I mean how do you feel about being an old person like I prefer to be not to be yeah sure of course (laughs) well I prefer one of two things you know I prefer either to not to be or for there to be no mortality you know I don't mind being my age but I want to go on being it (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, I mean, do you, yeah, I mean, like, are you scared of death? I guess now you're so close. No, you think about it quite a bit in different ways. You know, you're aware of it. I'm always aware of it when we're watching a program or something, like, um, you know, getting on the uh, hospital drama, yeah. which I think is amazing. Yeah, it is. It's but good. so much of it is about old people because they're on like a geriatrics yeah, yeah. ward. Well, it's great, yes. And, and, and like watching that with you, I'm like, oh, fuck, this is like... <laughs> no, 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 it's you like, don't worry about that sort of thing. going to be like making him go, oh, God, you know. <clears throat> is that what I've got to look forward to or whatever, you know? No, no, no. No, no, that sort of thing doesn't worry me. No, I think it's great, that programme. No, it is a great programme, sure. Yeah. But, I mean... I, I've been talking to you recently about it being like time travel. Like you're a person from the 1920s, <laughs> and here so you are in in 2013. Yeah. You know you've time travelled. 1930s, really. I suppose you can't. You were born in the 20s. I was born in the 20s. Yeah, but you know, I suppose you have. Formed in the 30s. Yeah, fair enough. I'll give you that for sure. Th- you know, became conscious. And yeah, like I'm, like it's like mid yeah. mid eighties to mid nineties is yeah. when I'm probably most influenced by society. Yeah, sure, mid thirties to mid forties. Yeah, it's the period of time that there's a period of time you're influenced by your family only, mm-hmm. and they're influenced by society, but they only interact with you 
and then there's a point where you start being more influenced by the world around you and the politics yeah. and things like that start to become actual things that you have access to understanding and mm. and and uh, they relate to your life a lot more I think but you're mm. but yeah so you're a traveler from when you were formed in the in the 30s yeah I mean but now you're old in this time yeah. So I guess there's two questions there, like, what's it like, like, being a traveller from the 30s? What is it, do you sort of suddenly go, oh my God, like, I even feel like, oh my God, this is the world I'm living in, everyone's on screens. Like, I sit on the tube and look at everybody on their iPhones and think, things have fundamentally changed, but nobody noticed, because it was all so subtle. We have noticed, and we do comment on it, but we don't fully experience it because it's happening subtly. Mm -hmm. um, and you are from the twenties, so um, or the thirties. So I mean, you've seen massive change in your lifetime. Yes, yeah. I mean, no, it's pretty. It's pretty massive change in any lifetime. I yeah. Think. No, a life a lifetime yeah. is that. Yeah, it's change. Yeah, yeah. Mm. There's a, a speech I re I watched uh, last night. Joss Whedon gave a commencement. We should watch it after this, maybe, uh, to um, a, a university. He talks about like people want to change the world, but life is changing the world. The process of life is life passes through you, and at the end, there is you are changed, and the world is changed. Both things change each other in some way. And that, that we are all changing the world, whether we like it or not. It's just we have to choose how we want that world to be. And and that's and that's the thing. Like, you've lived through change. That's been your life. So you might not have noticed it that much, I guess. But you may suddenly have moments where you're like, this wasn't oh, oh, how yeah, my life I do. Yeah, was. I do. Yes. Oh, yeah, I often have sort of moments of sort of memory, you know, related memory like that, to sort of thinking about the, the change, the difference, you know. That's quite true. And the other part I was going to say is you're an old person in this age, so you're mm -hmm. experiencing whatever this is age's mm -hmm. opinion of old people is like. Mm -hmm. Some societies venerate their old people. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if that's a good idea. No, <laughs> no, um, no. Some societies mistreat their old people. Mm -hmm. What do you feel this is? What's your experience of this society's treatment of your well, age? Treatment of me is fine. I mean, you know, it's all you lot, isn't it? Yeah, we all respect you. You're all very good. And well, everyone yeah, likes you as well. Everyone wants all yeah, our friends. Yeah. Always, all yeah. of our different, all of the different, like everybody. All my friends always like hanging out with you. Like a lot of my friends have a lot of respect for you. Everybody enjoys you coming round. You're always, always welcome um, at our gatherings. Um, and you've been to lots of them, and you've got friends of loads of different generations, really, because you're friends with my friends, and you're friends with Joe's friends, and you're friends with Tony's friends, <laughs> and you're friends with Rosie's friends, if you meet them, uh, and you're f friends with everybody's friends, because one of the things that you do do <laughs> is is true. you do have friends. You want, you're someone who has had friends all your life. It's true. It's true. Close friends. Yeah. And good friends. And I, I mean, I no, think I that's kept them all up. 
No, well, it's hard. I was thinking one of the very strange things which I'd never thought about before was that I didn't keep up with any of my friends I made in the army. Now, lots of people coming back from the war, that was the kind of thing which was became, you know, incredibly. Yeah. It separated them off from other people. That, and that group of you who'd been there in the army and in the war. Yeah. They went on, but I, I just didn't... I didn't meet one of them some years after, a very close friend. But I didn't... I just didn't keep up with any of them. Interesting. And I can't, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know why now, looking back on it, I don't know why, and I don't know whether, it, you know, it, it's something I should think of as a bad thing, as a fault, an error that I made, or or that there was some good reason for it. I mean, do you feel that there's regrets? Do you have regrets? About what? Of your life. Like, I mean, you're, you know, are you... Well, that's a slight regret. Not a deep one, but it is, there is an element of regret. But do you it. spend much time regretting things? No. No, really. I don't think you do. And I, I think that's a healthy I don't, thing. I don't, I, think. Believe, you know, I don't really believe in... Well, there's no point in regret. Yeah. Change it. Was it uh, George, whose house you, you bought... Uh, always, yeah, he says, uh, if you can't do anything about it, don't do anything at all. That's right, until you can, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and you can't really do anything about what you've done in the past unless you can, and if you can, then do it. Yeah. But if you can't, then don't. don't. I mean, that's yeah. the thing. It doesn't seem to me that you've got many regrets that are like that, where you feel like you need to go back and say sorry to somebody or anything like that. Like, it feels like... You feel like things have mostly been said. I haven't said. got any deep regrets. Yeah. I've got lots of regrets, but they're my regrets for me. I mean, the, my biggest regret is the sort of fact that I didn't, my relationship with my father ended, you know, when I went to, when I went away. But that's not and, your fault. Because he died. I didn't, you know, I wasn't there when he died. Yeah, but that's I not your fault. Hmm? That's not your fault. No, it's not my fault. But I, I mean, mean, you that, can't. That, 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 I, that, that I ceased, that I didn't know him. Well, not a regret, yeah. then. It's a, uh, well, it is a regret. You it, wish you'd known him. Yes, I wish I, you know, I, yeah. I, I, I had... That, you wish he hadn't died, that, basically. Yeah, I wish he hadn't when died. When he died. You know, because I hadn't seen him all through all that time, you know, when... And we were very close. And he died but, when I mean, you were... not only that, but I hadn't seen him. I hadn't, it wasn't a, You know, we weren't communicating. I didn't know what he was thinking. He didn't know what I, what, yeah. where I was, and I didn't know where he was. He um, died when... How old were you then, when he died? Well, wait a minute, 1944 he died. So I was... Uh, wait a minute. I was 20. So funny. Yeah. I was 20. Because, like, I, I think... But I hadn't seen him since I'd been, what, eight or I always... 17. Af, after I... After I stopped thinking you were going to die the next day, I started thinking that you would die when I was 20. Like, I, that's when I thought you would die. Like, for most <laughs> of my teenage years, I thought, I'm just going to get to be 20, and then he won't be there anymore. 
and you didn't have that opportunity of what mm. I've had since then, which is like, no, no, you know, yeah. 11 more years of knowing you. Like, you know, I'm very grateful for that. Like, I went away... I went away from you, but I kept in regular contact and you came down lots of times. And yeah, when you, when you came good. down, it was always an event, you know, you would take us out for meals. We would be ridiculous. Like we would have like loads of drinks, me, you and Jen, you know, it was wonderful. Like, you know, you coming to town was like the magicians coming, you know, <laughs> I mean like, you know, and we would have great conversations and we would have great times and yeah, we would get drunk and we would, you know, have fun. And we, we, you know, you came down for some quite significant nights, actually. What is it like being an old person now? Well, it's hard to say really. Um, what is it like being an old person? Uh, it's old. It's a bit, you, you feel very old. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, how are you? You're very. I mean, you're obviously very close to death, so you are aware of death. That you know, you said that one thing. But yeah, you do. Not totally gloomily, but I mean, it's a, It's clearly a sort of, you know. I mean, you if you know, you pace your life in say ten years periods or twenty year periods. Well, yeah. you get to this point, you know. Yes. Well, this period is. I'm not going to see the end of this. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're aware of it in that sense, but on the other hand, I mean, as long as I'm sort of fit or to the extent that I am now, yeah. there's no problem. I mean, clearly, you know, we just have to see. But I mean, uh, we just have to see. And you I, get, I and hope you. It's a fairly abrupt. Uh, that would be, you know. And if I deteriorate, then I hope it's very abrupt. And you're lucky enough, I think, that's the thing, you're lucky enough to have a set a setup where you have people around you that, oh, like, respect you and that enjoy your company and stuff like that. It is, I'm um, so lucky. And there are lots of people your age who don't have that opportunity. And it's very easy, I find, for me to kind of think about the bad things that I didn't like that happened in Coventry and sort of think about myself as like someone like who uh, was hard done by it especially when you add being bullied at school in Cardiff from you know all the way through that secondary school there was some pretty personality knocking experience yeah but definitely. but that said I'm massively privileged to compare to other people, um, and you, you, you're very privileged. Right? One of the things I joke to you about is that you know oh, no, your your no, demographic no, are the no, only no, ones that the no, that no. the uh, Tories won't touch because pensioners oh, yeah, are the yeah. ones who vote for them. But it's not entirely true. Also, the most disadvantaged members of our society are often old, um, mm. without a support system and without people looking after them. And you're lucky that you've got your health and that you've got a good network yeah, and support yeah, system and I'm very privileged really. in lots of ways and one of the ways I'm privileged is to have been able to be friends with a time traveller <laughs> like to be like because right. one of the things I know that we're lucky about is that we're friends Yes, like that yes, isn't I, I don't know if I'm yeah. friends with mum we, we, we have a complicated relationship you know maybe she's a friend but it's complicated so I know what it's like on the other side I know what yeah. it's like when you've got a complicated relationship with somebody and I know a lot of people who've got complicated relationships with their fathers and I know a lot of people who've got complicated relationships with both parents or no relationship with either parent because they can't even go near them you know there are lo like yeah. one of the things I've realised in doing this show one of the things I've learned is for doing that song 
about you and making that episode about you and your heart thing is that not everybody has the opportunity that I have had to get to know someone as for as long as I have done like you yourself your father died um and and friends of mine their parents have died you know in fact the person who I gave that episode to 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 give me notes on her her mother had died and I didn't think about that when I sent her it and it was more of an ask than I realized um but I but she was so wonderful and her notes were so perfect and she took it on even though it was a hard thing for her to do and I I love her for that she's a great person Liz she's in an earlier conversation number three or something very early on Really? So she doesn't get enough listens to listen to this. But I didn't realise when I sent that out that, you know, it would bring up for her th- experiences that, you know, were, were not necessarily easy for her to, to, to think about. Mm. And I have experiences that aren't easy for me to think about. So I, I know that that's not a very enjoyable experience. But what I do know is that I'm lucky. Um, and there are things that everybody... Well, not everybody, that's the sad thing. But most of us have things that we can say we're lucky are lucky and good and it's good to remember those things and not just always yeah, think yeah. of the bad things that make you feel bad uh, that have happened Absolutely. and you know, that, well, you know that's why I feel very pr- lucky. well that's what I'm lucky to have had so much light uh, from you well, as a light, father yeah, and as a friend light, yeah. I mean you've moved with t- you've changed a lot I mean do you feel that you've been lots of people not really I've been aware of, aware of the change, but in a strange way, I mean, it hasn't thrown me. I, I mean, it's just you're sort of rolling on some great way through, you know, through. So in, in a, so in that sense, I haven't noticed the change. You know, it's just been a continuum, which is sort of hasn't f- surprised or, or, or fazed me in any kind of way. I'm just that's just as it is. I mean, I'm thirty years old, and I've been lots of different people already, and they're like, I am not the child I was when I was. No. Young, even if George's theory, which you can hear about in me and Jack and George's conversation, even if George's theory, which I think is probably true, is that we are essentially who we are when we're a child still. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that who we are when I we're eight is who we are when we're older. We exhibit those qualities in different mm. ways and we are fundamentally changed by other experiences, particularly childhood experiences. But uh, going on into your life, there are things that will change change you. And I, that's almost inescapable. I think very few people don't get that. And, mm. and it's always wonderful when you meet someone who has that, you know, someone who is who they were when they were a child, who hasn't been, like, pushed back and changed by other events. Like, there are, are people I know, people who are warm and open and nice and comfortable with themselves, those people, they probably have, have ma- managed to maintain stuff that they had when they were children for all yeah. their life. Yeah. And there are people like that about, but they're, they're few and far yeah. between, and uh, neither of us are really them. So, And now I feel like I know myself really well, but fucking hell, in 10 years' time, I'll probably have a completely different opinion. 
Mm-hmm. I'm trying out lots of things now that I haven't tried out before in my life, and some mm-hmm. of those things will be successful, and some of them th- those things won't be successful. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, will I regret putting all of my life out on the internet? Well, time will tell. Um, <laughs> yes, it's uh, it will. well. I, I don't. I, it's it's. It would be hard to regret this show. I I, I, I do. Say, f- I think this show has got. I do be, fucking love it. You know, I can't look at it from the future. I've changed so many times in my life already. When I'm thirty, I mean, when you were thirty, you must have felt like you changed loads. Well, thirty was a big age for us. I remember sort of John with this friend of mine, John Ingram, at the time. I can remember sort of conversation about because when were we being thirty? We were not yeah, we were approaching it, you know, and 30 was the sort of, well, somehow I can't, I can't, it was kind of, you know, we'll be 30 and we should have done this. Or, and yet in those days, people weren't as ambitious. So we weren't thinking in a wild, you know, about we should have become this. Or became, it wasn't that. People weren't as ambitious then? I find that hard to believe. Well, yes, they were, but in a different sort of way. People would have still wanted to be film stars, and people would have yeah, wanted to be yeah, uh, oh yeah, uh, musicians and politicians and all of these things. Some of them will have maybe pe- less people felt entitled to that. Yes, maybe and therefore less people maybe actually less people did made it, the attempt. Made the attempt. Yeah, maybe that's true. But you. Have, I mean, you're not, are you the same person you were when you were 30, you know? Your opinions must have no, changed. No, no, um, Yeah, but opinions are kind of trivial in... in, 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 in <laughs> Hear that, young people? Opinions are trivial. Well, well they're not trivial, but there's a straight... I mean... No, in a way it's define... true. Though. In a way it's true. Your essential self doesn't change. But no. your opinions do around it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But then events can change so, you as well, like your relationships well, yeah, ending I mean, and things like this must have had effects on your those moments of splitting up with your wives or having your children must have kinked your personality uh, in different ways and changed you from that essential initial person. I don't think so. Okay. Well, I'm trying to think um, that, I've, that I see myself as a succession of selves. I mean, I don't looking back see me. I see somebody else. Yeah, me too. But at the same time, I also, you know, appreciate the continuity of that. I mean, I see it also as a continuity. In a strange way, it's ambivalent. I see it in two different ways particle in a wave yeah maybe maybe yeah, yeah. it's strange that's why I like that play Copenhagen because it's just so uh, spot on about like the uncertainty principle is a perfect uh, it's a perfect metaphor for life really that mm. that we can never see two truths at the same time That there's a Niels Bohr quote that I am using in this play I'm writing yeah. about uh the opposite of a, 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 the opposite of a truth is a lie, but the opposite of a profound truth 
is a profound truth. The, the biggest truths have the opposite is also true. And actually, that's what Absolutely. Joss, talking about that Joss Whedon commencement speech, that is another thing he's talking about. He's talking about um, how the opposite, we have these, du- we, ha- we are all dual people. We all have duality inside ourselves. Absolutely. We have both extreme the opposite desires in ourselves our body and our mind are separate our all of these things and that the way to way to to go through life if you're going to go through life in that way is to embrace that duality and embrace that that sense that you are uh two things at the same time and you know when you're thinking about your your life it sounds like you're thinking about it in that kind of a way of of Sometimes you're a particle when you're in, and sometimes you're a wave. Depends on if you yeah. look at where your frame of reference is. It depends on what it looks like. So your big, your big statement for the world, I guess, as an eighty-nine-year-old person, is the two, two titles of your novels, isn't it? Which are which title? What's you the know. statement made up from titles of my novels? Which one? You, you, you. Nobody knows. Mm-hmm. Everybody believes. Yeah, the, oh, well, one is written, the other one isn't. No, but those are the two, isn't it? Yeah. That the one I write nobody knows everybody anything believes. for definite, but that everybody believes in something greater. Mm-hmm. That's what, what I'm right. That's the kind of distillation of your life's. That's your life in a tweet. That's a tweet. Everybody believes. Yeah. That would fit in a tweet. Yeah. Of course. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is that fair to say? What? That that's what you've learned from your life? It's one of the things, yes. Not, I mean, I would put it, probably put it in a different way if I, if I was asked, to, you know, to try to define it. I mean, the, the books are one thing, and another. but it's basically true, yeah. Basically. Yeah. Well, you've, it's more nuanced than no, that. That's why you're writing I novels. I don't believe that anybody knows. And I think that everybody believes. Some people believe they know. You know, I mean, you, you can believe in something which, you, you know, you can believe in God or you can believe, but you can believe in the fact that you know. But that's a belief. <laughs> yeah. For, for me. So. I think that nobody knows, but everybody believes, even those people who... And you're still optimistic. I wouldn't say that exactly. But you, more than me, believe that there's a possibility of changing fundamentally the society that we're in, whereas I think we're just probably destined to destroy ourselves in some way. There may be, can, we may continue after that destruction, but it won't be fun to live through. If you look through history, it's never fun to live through the times when everything crumbles and then things rebuild again. Even if society doesn't completely annihilate itself, which is more possible than ever before, yeah. it's 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 not it's not um, it's not going to be fun to live through that time. I don't think, and I don't really have much hope. I mean, I'm, I'm not optimistic. 
But I mean, I just don't think one can know. I think joy can be found in life. If you can find joy in life, find joy in life. Until you can't. Oh, yeah, that. But I mean, I then the future. But the future, no, I don't think there is one. Well, I don't know whether there is one. I mean, I'm not as pessimistic. Because you think nobody can know. Yeah, well, I'm not sure what I believe. Um, Because everybody believes, so you believe something. Yeah. When I believe it's impossible to know, for me to know. But you think that society needs to change? I think that it needs to change. But whether it's possible, whether it's you capable do you think of change, it's possible. Is question. Yeah. That's the real. I mean, it's a question of whether consciousness can overcome human nature. Duality. Well, there is duality. Yeah, and I mean, it, it, it's problematic as to how far. You know, the evolutionary psychologist would say, you know, that, that um, human nature underlies all, so many things, nearly everything. The thing I believe in is empathy. That's the only thing that I, fundamentally I, I can, I'm left with believing in. Like, yeah, if there's great. any hope, hmm. <laughs> hope will come through empathy. Great. I agree. I mean, I think it's a great but idea. I don't, I don't know how myself, you implement that in any way, in any practical way. How you get people to stop thinking of each other as enemies and start getting them to think of each other as people and then uh, getting into that and he- trying to help and heal those people like, like from our from our structure from the way that we structure our society but also you know in our our personal ways of thinking about people like uh the way we think of murderers or uh, even like even child abusers or um anybody that does terrible things or has terrible mental illness or whatever the things that they've got you know you you they're a person the same as you like, how do you help them? How do you understand them? Let's let's see why that happened and try and stop that from happening again by by finding out why. Yeah. I mean, the the, 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 the only thing I think is like talk to other people more and try to Absolutely. listen and find out where they are, and then we can see that there's less differences but, between us than we think there absolutely. are. Yeah. And the differences can be. Like Joss Whedon again, he talks about tension, uh, tension being about connection, because it's a yeah, string yeah. that you know, that, that links the two two th- two people together. So if there's tension between two people, then that is mm. also an indication that they are the same, that they are linked. I don't know how you implement that. I don't know how that is a revolutionary movement i don't know how you can do that apart from in your personal interactions and really in terms of the tide i don't think it's a i don't think that that's going to turn it you know like which is not to say i don't think all people like i say have fundamentally got things of real value inside them and that it, it even if they're twisted or 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 broken in some way that that doesn't mean that we should write them off but you think that there is hope I don't know whether the, the, I, I just don't can't make a, any kind of prediction about the future. I can't yeah. imagine. I can't imagine it. 
mean, you can well, imagine it will be bad, or you can imagine it will be good. Well, you're not going to live in it. But I can No, exactly. Is that why you so, can't imagine it? Like it doesn't. Probably yes, yes. It's something to do with it. Is no, it's why I'm not attempting to project it. I mean, if you know, if it's within your lifetime, you're you're talking about a future you will actually see. Yeah. You know, certainly the beginning of it, but and. Uh, but I'm, you know, I'd be talking about a future I couldn't, you know, couldn't see at all. I mean, so. To get better acquainted with you, I have to get into deep things because we know each other so well. <laughs> yes. The only real way to get, because we have these kind of conversations so often. Yeah. Like, well, we, yes, I mean, these two conversations that we've recorded today have been kind of the result of a lot of other conversations that we've had, that we've had so many really in-depth conversations. Like, it's one of the ways I'm privileged to know you because of the fact that we've had really in-depth conversations as adults. Yes. And that's, that's really true. lucky. And that's sadly something that you didn't get to have with your dad. And I guess that's what you... It is, very much. Yes, that is a, the greatest regret of my life, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, it didn't take place. It's not a place having lost them. They, 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 they were, you know. Anyway. No, and that is a sad yeah. thing. Well, that's it. <coughs> yeah. But, I mean, I'm glad I got it to have it with you. Well, I'm very glad I had it with you. Yeah. The last thing I ask people is do they have anything to plug? Yeah, well, I don't I can't constantly plug Al Jazeera, but <laughs> so really nothing. Beyond Al Jazeera. <laughs> if Al Jazeera wants to sponsor this podcast, they can certainly <laughs> do that. I mentioned the email earlier on here. <laughs> and the last thing... I mean, is there anything you want to say to sum up this conversation? No. You don't usually ask that question. No, I don't. <laughs> but that's often what the plug you, is. I have to say goodbye to the audience. Sure well, that comes up in a minute, yeah. Yes. Well, I guess it's been about where you're at now. Yeah. Maybe this whole conversation has really been the answer to the normal question that I ask people, which is, what do you do now? What yes. you do now is you are an old, an old person and you are a father. Yeah. And you're a and father that's father. loved Very by by all of their children, which is, yeah. that's actually, that's that is an achievement. <laughs> like, that is an achievement. It's hard to do that. Like, it's hard mm. to do that. It's hard to <laughs> have a good relationship with your and child. It's hard to have a good relationship. Yeah, but it's, yeah. And that's, l l that, that's luck. I'm just so lucky. Yeah, it's luck. But. I'm so lucky. It's also about who you are, you know. Oh, maybe, you know. It is. I know. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just, feel my feeling is simply that I'm so very, very lucky. Really lucky. Well, I'm lucky too. And the last thing I ask people to do is to <laughs> say, say goodbye, goodbye to the audience. audience. Well, goodbye, audience. It's been great talking for you. Yeah, <laughs> for you, yeah. That's good. <laughs> See you later. So, next week, on Wednesday, is the first of a two-parter where I'm doing a conversation with Jen, my partner. And we're going to talk about her more in the first of those two parts and we're going to talk about our relationship more in the second part and the second part will be coming out on friday next week and then the week after you're gonna have an episode 
formed of stories that I've told over the last two years when I've been hosting the Hackney branch of Spark London. You can find more about Spark London at www.sparklondon.com. And it's going to be some true stories that I've told live on stage, mixed in with songs from an EP I made that's called The Open EP. And all of those songs are really personal songs about my personal experience, but they're reinterpreted through different producers and collaborators. That EP was designed to kind of simulate in music a little bit of the experience I've had making Getting Better Acquainted, the collaboration and the retelling and the being personal and the sharing personal stories. So I'm going to combine a few of the projects I've been doing over the the last few years to put that episode together. I haven't edited it yet, so I have no idea what it's going to be like. You can find Getting Better Acquainted on Twitter, at GBA Podcast. You can find it on Facebook, it's Getting Better Acquainted, have a search on Facebook and like it. Or you can find it on the website www.gettingbetteracquainted.co.uk You can also subscribe by searching on iTunes and subscribing to us that way. And on the Stitcher Smart Radio app, you can download for your smartphone from stitcher.com or through the App Store. There are lots of ways to get better acquainted.